name is Maggie and I just happen to be black Could've named this black Margaret Ellen but ain't nobody saying all that I get to sit and talk to smart people that might be my friends All to get a greater understanding of how oppression might end But I don't always talk about business because edges they matter too So do credit scores and homesteading and how to find a good shoe I just want the space to be good for us and it's something that we own I ain't gonna talk y'all to death, I just want us all to grow Black Maggie everybody welcome back to the black maggie podcast the vibe for the day is lavender essential oil and lavender essential oil has the properties that are known to help calm the nervous system lowering the blood pressure heart rate and skin temperature as well as changing brain waves to a more relaxed state my motivational speech for the day it is your responsibility to make it. Mm. And I know that there may be something, someone, some issue in the way you have to do what you have to do to get where you're going. It can't matter what looks like is telling you no. You have to know it in your soul. We finna thrive anyway. Today's topic is survival and strategy. And I've invited my producer to help me speak on this topic. Um, now, we have, when we first met, we were both in survival mode. That was over 10 years ago. And um, he was kind of like my survival shaman, so to speak. Right. <laughs> so I knew that there. Um, so I, I, I have never operated in a state of lack, even when I was like down really, really bad. I've always operated from a space of like, oh, well, I can just like get more. I could just get more. I could just get more right. because I had a lot of things that enabled me. Um but by the time we met, those things were drying up and I needed to figure out how to adult in the world. And um, he had been by himself for quite some time figuring it out. And so when we met, um, that was our point of commonality. It's just like we were both in college and it's like you got to get. First of all, you got to get these grades, OK, because it's important. Um, and I think by the time we met, we were both like dancing back and forth on the dean's list between the two of us. Um, and well, she stayed on the dean's list. I mean, so dance is a she's being a little um, humble, I guess you could say when you say dance because she lived there. I'm just saying that you were in your season of dean listedness. Yes. When I we, was. By the time we met. <laughs> I was achieving indeed. Yes. And um so and also like you knew how to um do like so many different things. So let's talk about here's a question that I have for you. Okay. When you met me, what was your perception of um my state of survival? And you be honest. Uh, to me, you were in a state of just enduring. 
So for me, when I looked at you, it was like you were just trying to figure out how to be. Right. That's what I seen from you. I seen somebody who dealt with some aspect of surviving, but she's in a different level that she can't quite come to grips with just yet. Yeah. And so I was really just trying to be like, hey, things aren't so bad. You can do this and that Mm -hmm. and do this. And, you know, you'll still be able to do do the things you want to do. Maybe not at the luxurious level that you have created in your mind. But that's very fair language. But you (laughs) but you can still do certain things and enjoy yourself. And that's really what I was um, trying to, you know, get you to see um, at that point. Right. So. I'm like, I lived in a space of, um, I think like what you just said, like the the luxurious thing that I've created in my mind was super fair because I've always been an entrepreneur. We talked about this before. Mm -hmm. I've always, I've never felt like I couldn't do something to get money. But when I moved back, I had nobody but grandma and like my immediate family. Right. And that was it because the friends that I had here, they knew me, but they didn't know me. Right. Right. They knew me. We kept up online. We kept up, you know, um, via phone calls. But I had been gone for so long that it was just like that really wasn't a network anymore. I had to kind of reprove myself, uh, you know, a worthy friend and, you know. Um, somebody worth vouching for to even get to the next space like even even job recommendations right Right. people that i had known forever like were like yeah you cool but mm, i can't really be a reference because i don't really know exactly what you've been up to yeah right and so that was super fair so it was just like it was literally starting from scratch um and so that was an it was an interesting time um the strategy though So we've talked before about owning your vision and how it's, you know, important to be able to see all sides of a thing and pivot Mm -hmm. and like know from a high level and at an ant's view. Right. So the strategy that I walked into moving back to my hometown um, and which I feel like we probably didn't talk about this in other, but but maybe it will have come up in conversations. Okay. Um, But. Moving back to my hometown, not really like the prodigal daughter of it. Because it was just like, oh, hey, girl, you back? All right. Right. Right? Because we all do this. I mean, there were some people like, oh, Maggie. Yes. But for the most part, it's Mm -hmm. like everybody moves to Atlanta. Right. And comes back. Oh, yeah. That's a Cincinnati-Atlanta connection. That's just what we do. Never mind the other stuff that I had done. Never mind I had gone to the Navy, lived in Chicago, lived in New Orleans, like done all these other Forget that. Although there is a Chicago-Cincinnati pipeline as well. I'm not as familiar with it, and I think it goes the right. other way. I think it's Chicago people end up moving here. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, even, never mind all of that. It was just like, okay, start from scratch. Like, we all out here trying to get it. You got to be out here trying to get it, too. <laughs> I started a business. Um, I started a little online jewelry business. I feel like that when we first met, that's what when I had going When we first on. met the online, yes. Yes. And I had that going on and out it, the trunk of the car. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm up at the uh I'm up at the call center because I was working at a call center like selling at my desk. 
Cause it's just like something I had to give. I was making ten dollars an hour she as a grown up. Was pushing jewelry, y'all. I was. All right. Because why not? It's not drugs. It's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come to my trunk right quick. No, go ahead. No, I had it. I she had did. a little display. I had, and it was cute too. So if you came by and you wanted to see what I had, it was wild. I had the little boxes and a little display and open that up. Like, hey, you got that thing? Yeah, I got yeah, it. Come I got on. It. We can go see you next week, right? right? <laughs> Type of stuff. Um, but the strategy has always been like I never wanted to let go of what it is that I want, and right. I want ownership. And so then that means that everything I do, everywhere I go, that's got to come with me. It comes with me. It's who I am. It's in the bag. It's part of the package. Right. That's what makes me. Um, successful in the roles that I've had in in jobs mm-hmm. from the call center on through is that because I walk in with an entrepreneurial spirit, I'm going to look at your business as if it were my business and I'm going to tell you what I would do. Right. As if all that money that we're making and saving and, and maneuvering around was mine. Right. That's my competitive advantage, the strategy that I had. So what was your strategy when it came to um finishing school and like moving into the workforce uh finishing school my strategy was uh just really determination i think a lot of people have the willing spirit but they don't have the determined spirit and so they want to do it they're willing to do it but then there's just something like that's too much work you know what I mean? That's just, it's just a lot. To, and for me, it was really just finishing up, finishing through, finishing strong, get out there. Now, as far as the workforce goes, one thing that you're not, from my situation, you're not really taught is how to approach work, how yeah. to approach a workplace. And I was never really taught that. And so for me, it was just get a job. Yeah. And I had to figure it out as I as I went because... You know, I wasn't aware of all of the 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 ceremony in the workplace, all of the things that people expect you to do that is Yeah. Not important to me, right? Like Yeah. Talking in the morning, not so important to me. Mm-hmm. But it's something people expect you to do in the workplace. Yeah. Uh you know, being friendly with most people. As long as I'm getting my work done, why do I have to talk to everyone? Yeah. Right. But that's not how the workplace works. It's not. And so I had to learn that. And so my my I went to uh, went to the workforce thinking that my personality, the way it was, was fine, and learned real quick that it's not. Right. You can't just be quiet because so I love being quiet. So, so your strategy was adaptation. Yeah, I had to adapt. Um. So I think that. So we don't. It's not just about surviving, right? It's about thriving. I think that the thriving comes in in um in your planning, right? right? And if you walk in and you're like, "Okay, um I'm going to this is job, this is business, this is whatever the thing is." The first thing you do is observe and you take notes and you establish um who plays what role where. Right. Who who's important to whom? Um, What tasks are the most important throughout the day? What roles hold the most weight 
and who has the most influence, right? Simple layout. If you looked at a company and you saw the CEO, their assistant, the IT uh, you know, director, the sales director, and the operations director, right? Mm-hmm. You would think that the one that held the chips was the CEO. If you are not um, shrewd in in determining who moves what, right? The CEO is who says what. That's the face. That's the voice. Mm-hmm. And depending on how the ownership structure is, that's the vision, right? Right. Sometimes it's just that's the face. That's the voice. Right. Right. And that's the strategy. The vision comes from quote, on high. Quote. Quote. Quote on. The quotations. Mostly. Go ahead. Oh, hush. So, um, <laughs> the, but the CEO's assistant knows everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Definitely. so then, like, when you look at who has the most influence in a space, you would think that, oh, well, I need to be chummy with this person, that person, director of this, director of that, whatever, whatever. And the truth is, you need to make sure that the person that holds the calendar understands how much you respect them. Right. And understands how much you, you know, respect and revere them in the position that they're in because they literally run and move everything. Right. That's just a, like a simple layout yeah. of, of the basics of a thing. Whoever runs the clock, Whoever runs the calendar, right? Whoever runs the money, okay? Mm-hmm. And that means that means bringing it in, and that also means saving it from being ignorantly spent, right? Right. But there's also what can I just real quick interject? Mm-hmm. Uh, Have at it. Okay. Uh, there's also a person in there outside of who's ever connected to the CEO like directly that. That, that that demands power and attention. And you don't recognize it all the way at, automatically at first. Okay. And I'm saying there's always that person too you may need to look out for too that you're unaware of. Yeah, I'm getting to that. Okay. I'm talking about real stuff. Real stuff. That's soft stuff. We're going to get into that in a second. <laughs> real stuff. The clock, the calendar, the money. Yes. Right? That's who's, that's who's who in the wherever you are and the money can be the resources so again this could be for a zombie apocalypse whoever it is that is in charge of the harvest of the vegetables from the garden mm-hmm. that's the that's as good as the money person right okay so whoever has the resources and whoever it is that that wisely allocates the resources right whoever's in charge of that happening Mm-hmm. Those are the people that have the chips, but then there's soft stuff mm-hmm. and there's people that have built relationships over time that um, that influence and determine how those chip holders um, receive others. Right. There's gatekeepers. There's like, you know, there's all different types of people in between that have power and influence it would seem right Mm -hmm. but what it is that they bring to the situation may not be as critical as the relationship that they've built right 
So that that's kind of what he was talking about. Like there's somebody else in there that that demands power. Yeah. Depending on where you are and depending on how that's structured from the top, whatever it is, there's always going to be somebody wolfing. So let's take it back to like the walking dead. Right. Mm-hmm. And you think about every time they met a new group of people, there was always somebody that was wolfing more than everybody else. Right. And that person was usually separate from whoever it was that was really in charge. Yes. And so, like, if you if you can remember that, then you can remember whenever you're developing your strategy and what it is that you're going to do as it relates to dealing with people. Just remember that the loudest or the most out front is not where you need to keep your third eye. Right. Right. The one that's quiet, that's behind the scenes, the one that's Mm -hmm. that's that's a chip holder. Yes. That's where you need to keep your eye. I really feel like paying attention to the right thing. I always say, like, don't get caught worrying about the wrong thing. This is what that this is the the expanded definition of that phrase. When I say don't get caught worrying about the wrong thing, this whole long thing I just said is exactly what I mean. Right. Um, Another thing is understanding the impact of events and um, things that are happening either to you or in the world, understanding the impact of events on your bigger vision. Understanding like, okay, well, if there is an, if we're in the middle of an economic downturn and um, there are particular things happening, whatever it is that I'm offering to the world that's a part of my bigger vision is there room for it right now yes no if there's not room for it right now roughly how long after whatever this is turns around will it then be useful if is there enough time between now and then for me to acquire enough credentials between there right in that in that dead time to be able to be at the top of my game when it's time for that Right. So those are those are things to think about when you're talking about strategy. Um, I don't want to get too preachy about this and I don't want to get too dry. Right. Because this, okay. is, this is supposed to be fun. I really want you all to know this. Um, but like I mean, it's some important information, you know, but like you said, yeah, I agree. It is. But I'm just like it's a, but this is a hard sell. So I am not if you are eating um, bologna sandwiches and chips. This is something to get in your spirit for later. <laughs> Facts. Because yeah. I've been there. Yes. This is something to get in your spirit for later. Don't worry about all of this right now. Right? Your priorities are going to shift as your situation shifts. Right? But never let go of the bigger picture. So you can still use these things. But understand, give yourself grace. Right. If you cannot move and and make moves and i think that that was probably the biggest thing for me um i feel like i've told the story a lot of times so i'm just gonna say um, i'm gonna i'm going to drop in the name of the um blog in the description of this episode so that you can go and read it but i tell the story of when i used to climb stone mountain when i was in the middle of like the my rock bottom before i moved back to the city and um The key takeaway from that was consistency. Um, It was consistency and the willingness to um, leave behind my supposed support system. And that has served me in every aspect of my life from that moment forward. 
being okay with, you know, doing it anyway, even if it feels like the people, the stuff, the whatever the support that was behind you is gone or is not on your side anymore or is not, you know, holding you in favor anymore. You got to be you got to be willing to, to eat anyway. That makes sense? No, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I agree. So I'm boring the producer to death. No, no, it's this not. This sucker's it. over here, like, nodding off. I don't know, you know. It's, it's been a long, look, I worked out last night. Okay, that's, we, don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't need. Um, so, pretty much, uh, I just, I'm not a hater. It's just right. that this is not an us podcast, you understand? No, I was just letting them know where I was at. That's they didn't all. ask. They want to know though. I don't. I don't know that they do. Okay, but but go ahead, do. I'm just saying that it, it you have to be um, tenacious, you know. Even in even in whatever your circumstance, you have to be like, you know what? This is not gonna be forever. All yes. these things. This is not gonna no. be forever. Right. And yes, I have to worry about eating today. But right. if I don't have tomorrow on my mind and I don't exactly. recognize how the things I do today are, are going to affect tomorrow, tomorrow's going to suck, too. So I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like I said, I've been there where eating was and op- was not really an option for me. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes eating is not something that's going to happen for you. And that has to be OK for that moment. Uh no, really. Sometimes you will be hungry, and that's okay, because tomorrow is another opportunity for you to. So I'm gonna tell you, that makes sense. But we just talked about in the in the um, vision ownership. Yeah. That was a deal breaker for me. Yeah. I ate every single <laughs> day. I mean, I because ate if I don't, but, because if I don't, right. my blood sugar drops, and yeah. I'm like, I am no good. Right. So. No, don't be okay with not eating if that's one of your... You got to know what your bottom looks like and hold tight to it. So not eating is below the bottom you... You know... If it if it if if it's not on your list of things that you can right. do, like that's the thing. So I'm so glad that you said that. There is nothing wrong with setting a standard for yourself and your life that you refuse to dip below. Right. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Everybody's got certain things that they can do. Now, if your blood sugar and your body and your life lets you say, okay, I ain't got to eat every day. I ain't got to, you know, I don't have to do this. I can fast, okay? Yeah, I got, but a little overweight helps too. I got, yeah. well, I mean, you know that, too, but I, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't small. I mean, my whole, I can't, I can't not eat. I don't care what size I am. <laughs> my whole life, like, it, whatever it is. Um, But, there is nothing wrong with saying this is my bottom and I'm not dipping below it. Okay, now what does the day have for me? Right. And that's that. I mean, being older. Yeah. Being older. Gives you the... Uh, gives you the what? It gives you the ability to... Like, look back on that. Like, now I'll say, I'll say, I'm not going under this point, right? But when I was younger and the life snuck up on me and I was, when I got hit in the mouth with it and I was like, and I was surprised, like, what's happening? 
then I'm realizing I can't eat every day. When did this start? It sometimes it hits you. You don't know what's coming. So just, you know, you got to be prepared. Be prepared for the unknown. Well, so then and here's where I will say this. Depending on how you have established. Your, so I hide money from myself. I have done it since I was a small child. I hide money from myself throughout my life, electronically, physically. Mm-hmm. I hide money from myself right? because I cannot see the day that I can't go get a faux for faux. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I can't see the day that I can't go get a four for four yeah. or a, a hot pickle and some chips, okay, or some something to put in my system, which that probably is the worst thing to eat. But like you know what I mean? Like I can't see the day that I cannot eat. So my strategy ahead of stuff, my not worrying about the wrong thing, right. is making sure that I don't ever know where my last last dollar So when you is. think you're on your last, you're not on your last. I'm never on my last dollar. Gotcha. Because I have always hidden another 10, 20. Somewhere. Grab change purse. Come on. I have gone gotcha. to amusement parks on change. I have saved was, change. Was that us? No, no it no, wasn't no. us. Okay. I'm talking about my childhood. When oh, me and my, let okay. me tell you something. When me and my mother moved to Atlanta, we were poor. And don't let nobody tell it no other kind of way. We didn't have no money, and we saved change. I saved change. She always had a habit of saving change, but we saved change. We used coupons, all them little reach magazines, and all them different door store, all yeah. them people. We used coupons. We were eating out every now and then, but when we were, it was Mrs. Winners, $2 chicken biscuits. Like, you hear what I'm saying? Like, we were eating from Big Lots, y'all. It be like that sometimes. I never forget. I will never forget. My mom made some hamburger helper out of some Velveeta shells and cheese and some meat that was still in the freezer because we didn't have the $4 to go and get a box of hamburger helper. We were eating bootleg hamburger helper. And then she used to keep these bricks up. So bird's eye vegetables, frozen vegetables used to come in a brick. Yes. Not the little bag, the little no, cute bag. No, the brick, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brick. And she used to cut the brick in half and put half of the brick mixed in with whatever noodles and cheese and meat. And that was the casserole that we would eat. That was dinner, okay? And just pray to God it wasn't spinach. And so when I was, um, we were in survival mode then, but it was just like, okay, well, you have... Um, a, a thing to join, an a, a, a extracurricular activity to join. Okay. Right. Um, I did that my junior year. By the time I hit my senior year, it was like, well, we have this program where you can work for half of your senior year. Right. Or you can do these things. Now, in my spirit, as it shows here, that I want to do like broadcasts and stuff like that. Like that's, that's my secret passion underneath everything else that I've learned throughout mm-hmm. my life. But I gave that up. Because I knew I could work for half the day. And I'm right. like, that money, I'm going to need because we got to pay graduation fees. We got to pay, you know, uh, application fees for colleges, right. all of that stuff. And so I think that the strategy was kind of developed in those years where it was like, I'm, I can never not eat because eating out of Big Lots is gross to me. Now, ain't nothing wrong. Oh, yeah. with some people might like it. I can't do it. Okay. Because okay? it triggers something. It's like Tiffany Haddish in the bunk beds. Like, I ain't finna, I'm not finna eat. 
I'm not going to do it. And that's just where I'm at. And I'm never no, going to feel it. any differently about it. And I'm not it. disparaging anyone else. I'm just saying what I can't do. Right. Um, but it was developing those years of having to make do decorating the house out of the Dollar Tree. Like you're going to say like coming up with, you know, what's the next thing going to be figuring out. And it was in those times that I. I figured out what was important to me because I had gone from going to the school that was considered like the the fashion show, right? When mm-hmm. we were living in the city and then to move to Atlanta and to be poor and to still have to go to high school and like still have like the spirit of I want to stun a little bit on you and not have the means to do so. So then you got to get creative. So I had to figure out how to really do hair because I could right. dabble in it before. I had to figure out how to really style clothes like all of these things, but I'm coming up with stuff and I'm like, all of these things are useful and all of them came back. So then when I had an opportunity to work, um, when I was working in marketing, um, which I think you all are here, our hair extravaganza episode sometime soon. But when I was working in that space, all of the things came back. Everything that I had learned how to do, how to run, go get something real quick, you know, get creative, get something ready to put somebody on a runway, get something ready to put somebody in a, you know, in a chair to do a class, you know, so that they're styled correctly. And we didn't spend a bunch of money and we made it happen. You use all of that stuff. So I'm just saying, like, it may feel like whatever you're doing is derailing and people may say that you're all over the place. And people may say that, like, well, you need to. We've said it before. We need to stick to one thing. Don't pay any attention to that if you know for certain that the thing that you're doing is something that can be used later. Right. So um, that was what I wanted to share. I don't even think that I was going to talk this long, um, but the producer had a whole lot to say on this. I actually did not have a whole lot to say. I probably got it combined. Okay. Five minutes in. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a quarter of the show, sir. It's not a quarter of the show. If it's only 20 minutes. This is a half an hour right now. Yeah, I know. So there's that. You need to go back to math class. No, the intent was it for it to be 20 minutes. It Kindly, don't come for me on my show. Thank you. All right. You'll get fired again. <laughs> this has been survival and strategy. Hopefully you got something out of it. Hopefully... Um, you endured us, you know, bantering back and forth. He ain't gonna be here next time. Um, so <laughs> thank you <laughs> for listening, and y'all take care. All right. So this week's musical selection is coming f- to you guys from Hala G Dada. The song is called Showtime Second Quarter. Uh, Hala G. Dada got a website, dadaworld.com, where you can find his music, his merch, anything you need, anything you're interested in is available there for you. All right. So go ahead and enjoy this song. Thank you very much for listening. Say I'm going fishing and Illuminati got me if I ever go miss. 
Registered to your songs or waiting for things to pan out Mr. First Quarter, obviously you had your hand out Always talking business and they wonder why I stand out Check the scoreboard, give it f shot I ran out Never meet Hove, I'm not gonna lie, I probably fan out Since I'm loose, saying, let them know just what my plans about Who want that hot You can go and place your order over show it Showtime, showtime, second quarter We in the second quarter, what's the call? Cause it's always talking for they ball You faking if you ain't wanting it all So we don't get the capping when you talk Boy, I know I ball Top boy, clutch with the shot, get involved Shooting with the best and the worst, seen it all Knowing work for the net when you call Second quarter, April Fool's to June 30th When you under pressure, gotta step curry em. When your team down on your back, you should carry em. Take your phone